And how how much time a week were you spending on this? Oh, I think I had like I would have been like sixty to seventy hours. Like it was there were some days it was like I would play for like 14, 12, 14 hours a day. I'm Michelle Edwards. I'm the author of a novel called Chronicle of Endings, but I want to continue the conversation. It's a conversation about the different endings we face across the course of our lives and ultimately about all the beginnings that open up after. I want to speak to men because men don't always have the place or the permission to talk openly about their difficulties the way women do. But I want to speak to women too because we are all the same human beings trying to navigate the same universal human experiences. Mostly through these interviews, I want to have the opportunity to speak directly and openly with you. Each guest's experiences will allow you to reflect on your own, about the endings you have faced and the ones you are yet to face, the mindset and actions which brought these people through their difficult times will, in turn, speak to you about your own. Because whether it's a novel, a podcast, or just two mates finally speaking about things that matter over a beer, words, words have the power to change people, to change their lives, to change yours. So, can we talk? All right. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Joe Neal, um, founder of Best Folks Food Marketing, I suppose is probably the best title I can give myself at the moment. But um, yeah, keen to be here. And you're from Melbourne, Australia? Uh, near Melbourne. I'm um, in Geelong. Geelong, right. Yeah. So we're here to chat about an ending that you have faced in your life. Uh, what was your ending? Um, for me, it was um, sort of coming out of a gambling problem, really. And I suppose it, that sort of started from another ending because it really started at the back end of um, finishing school. So that was, um, yeah, that, that was really... Um, I think it was a way of sort of coping with that or sort of trying to start the the next phase of life sort of thing when um, other things weren't working out, I suppose, because I was, I started, did the typical sort of finish, finish school, go to university um, and what I was studying just didn't really resonate well with me. So for me, it was, I sort of fell into, um, playing poker online um, and that started from playing around with friends um, and I, I think I went to a Catholic all boys school and 
I think that sort of naturally already has the reputation for gamblers. You know, it's just a lot of guys that sort of, you know, they all turn 18, they download a betting app and, you know, it's just constantly talking about what they're putting money on really. And I didn't really join in on that. I didn't, I wasn't really, didn't really care to gamble on, you know, basketball matches, soccer or horses or anything like that. But then when I sort of found um, poker, I think that sort of, I found something that I sort of was really interested in. And I think I sort of at the time looked at an interest as something that was more than it was because university wasn't going that well. So for me, that was sort of something that I just fell into. Um, and yeah, that's, that's sort of, you know, it went well for a little while, but then it slowly started to go poorly. It was sort of like this, um, false sense of security or false sense of, um, false sense of skill, I suppose is, is the best way. Like you start doing well and then, you know, you start doing poorly and suddenly it's all these other problems with it. Um, but I justified it for a fair while, which I think was probably the biggest issue with it. You know, I was, and I was gambling with money that wasn't really, wasn't really mine to spend either. You know, I was, you know, getting money from family and like other stuff like that. I wasn't asking for it, but it was, you know, any birthday money or any money that like family just wanted to give to me because they could see I wasn't doing well. Was pretty much going straight into that, um, and that and that was probably on and off for about two or three years until I, um, until I found um, sort of another passion that was um, business. And so, just so I can understand more, how much of poker is skill, and how much is chance? Um, there is a lot of skill in it. But I think a lot more of it is chance for people that are until you start to become very, very good, it's a lot more predicated on chance Um, because I think you start to get to this level where everyone else is pretty much the same. And if you played enough games, you know, it's sort of like that. It's sort of like the casino if you go in, there's like an, you can have an edge, but you've got an edge of like one to 2%. So it's like, you can be better, but you're not much better. Isn't really massively achievable. I think when you start to play against people that start to become more equal footing. And what did you believe that you could achieve when you were doing it? Um, for me, I think it was really wanting to make a living out of it. I mean, it's like any gambler, I suppose, is looking at like, you know, how do I turn this into something that's going to sustain the rest of my life? Like, how can I, yeah, how can I 
use this to fund everything. So I, I really wanted to become like a pro poker player. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to just get better and better. So I sort of, in that way, looked at losses as like a learning curve, which was something really helpful to learn now for the rest of life. But in terms of in the game and everything, it's, um, you know, sort of like a delusion, I think. It must be really interesting when you're trying to become a professional poker player or any other kind of gambler. It's such a gray area. You know, where do you draw the line of working a little bit harder to achieve your ambition or drawing boundaries? Do you think that that these people can establish healthy boundaries around their work I think with poker players I think that is almost the biggest difference between someone that's really good and someone that's like okay is like just their level of discipline because for me like what would happen is like I would put in say like $50 at the start of the month and I would work really hard at like really small stakes like you know earning like you know, $5 an hour and like I would, over a series of days and then you get to like two weeks in if like there was some day, there was some times I'd built it up to like $1,000 in two weeks and then, which isn't much, you know, if you're working, but like in terms of building up for a bankroll, it was, it was pretty decent and then you lose it all in one day. And really just from like, you start to lose a little bit. So you start to gamble more and take stupider decisions. And like, it just, it just happens more and more, you know, like that cycle of like, you know, working hard to build it up from a little bit, get it to a certain stage and then just like losing heaps in one day. I think I'd done that. I think I lost a thousand dollars in a day. Like, at least 15 to 20 times, you know, and there were a lot of other times where it was closer to 400 or $500 in a day. But, um, you know, when I was only earning like $75 a week from a part-time job. So really it was, it was a lot to me at the time. So I think it was like, it was crushing really at the time. It was sort of like, it really played on my mind. But I think that's the, that is the difference between, you know, me and the best is that they can like have those, like the discipline and the boundaries to sort of go, all right, I've, I've done this or like, oh, I've lost a little bit. I'm going to walk away for a little bit rather than me. That was like, I need to get it back. I need to get it back. It's like a detachment from the money and success side. Yeah, you can see how it then falls into uh, some kind of addiction. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just that it's that same sort of lows and highs thing that like any addiction has. You know, you're going through. You know, it it gives you these like massive moments, and then. It, as a result, you have these low moments and sort of 
you turn to that to get back up, you know, just like any sort of, you know, whether it's drugs or whatever, it's like that vicious cycle of like, that's the thing you turn to, to, to make you feel better. Yeah. And how, how much time a week were you spending on this? Oh, I think I had like, I would have been like 60 to 70 hours. Like it was, there were some days it was like, I would play for like 14, 12, 14 hours a day because it was just like, you know, I, I could start like 12, you know, midday and play until 12 o'clock at night. Like there was sometimes I just played until like four in the morning. You know, it was, you know, doesn't sound great now that I'm saying it, but yeah, that's, that, that was what it was for a fairly long time. So at what point did your ambition start to crack and you realise that maybe it was instead of being ambitious, you were sort of treating yourself in a way that was unhealthy? I think, like, as anything that goes along, I think for most people that would go through this, it's, you go through like enough people start to notice the downside, like enough people start to see like, Oh, he's not, I don't know. He never has money. Like he's working. He's not really like things don't quite add up. So you start to have a few people asking questions. I think that's probably the first sign of like, you start to question yourself because for a lot of time, you know, you don't mention it to anyone else, you know, for a long time, not many people really knew that I was, I was even playing poker online and then a few more people started to find out. And once I started having people talking to me about it and asking me questions that made me start to think about it a bit more, but that still didn't really stop me for a fair while. I think the main thing that really brought me out of it was finding something else. And for me, that was a mate coming to me and saying like, oh, I've got this business idea. You know, I think, I think we could do this. Like, do you want to jump on and we'll do this? And I think it was that like transition from like, you know, where I think something's wrong, but I don't really see anything else. You know, there wasn't like a, oh, okay, I'll, well, it makes sense to do this instead because I poured so much time into it that I think I almost thought, well, if I if I leave it, then I've lost something. Like all of it was for nothing. I think that was something that really went through my head. But it wasn't until I had something else that like I really thought was an opportunity and something to work towards that I think really wasn't like the ambition faded it just shifted into something else so i think that's probably a big thing for anyone that is going through the same thing is not to try and like i think if you completely try to like kill something without bringing across that energy into something else then you're probably going to turn back to it yeah well that's a big part of your day um and if you just tried to take it away you'd wonder what else you used to do 
with your time and it'd be hard not to default back to that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what's, and I suppose, what's the point is I think saying that a lot of people have from any type of addiction. So I think that was something that I had anytime they stopped for like a little while. Yeah, you just sort of think, well, not doing anything else. I may as well have have one more try at it. Yeah, that's probably another vicious cycle that you go through. And um, did you find that it took a while to recover financially? I was lucky enough not to be someone that, like, took a loan or, like, owed money to people or anything. So, like, it wasn't hard to, like, get started to start my life up again after that. I think I just... You know, I was sort of like, oh, well, now I've got more money for other stuff because I'm not putting it into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was lucky enough not to be in that position, but I think a lot of people in that position go a lot further and start to take on debt to do that. Yeah. Do, do you think the years of poker playing gave you an analytical mind when it came to succeeding in business? Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I definitely think now I'm able to like just analyze risk a lot better. And like, it's, there's almost like nothing now that can kind of like get me down with business it's like you know i a lot of the stuff that i'm trying to do you know requires me to like make investments in certain certain people or certain companies and stuff like that and you know i think if i was you know a few years younger before that then before i you know tried poker and everything i think it would be a lot more um a lot more stressful, I think, on me right now, you know, just having a lot more things going on and everything. Like, I think I can sort of figure out how to simplify things now. Yeah. So tell me more about your business. What are you doing? Um, so I've started up a marketing agency. So I help coaches and consultants to launch and promote their own courses. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I coach people that are in the earlier stages, but then I also have the marketing agency that sort of is more focused on helping people scale up. That that sounds fun. It is really good. I I think the um the biggest thing for me is actually really fulfilling because of the people that I'm working with. Um, I mean, through through poker, I think I was very money focus and then that did transition into the next um business i tried to start which is an e-commerce business with a mate and we did a few different e-commerce things and we earned money but it was just for ourselves and i sort of started to really see that money wasn't wasn't a motivating thing it's not something that really actually gets you out of bed in the morning 
So I sort of wanted to use the stuff that I'd learned to help myself to help other people. And through doing that, I've been able to sort of start working with a lot more people that just got really interesting stories and help other people in really interesting ways. So it's kind of like this, this ripple effect by helping someone else impact more people and helping someone else impact more people is kind of like this, yeah, ripple effect. I suppose that's the way I see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, when you're coaching your 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 clients and for yourself, you know, it's not just about the money, but what people really want at the end of the day, as you said, is a sense of satisfaction in their work. And if you follow that that satisfaction, then for sure the money is gonna come for you, for your for your clients. That's um, hopefully the uh, the rule of thumb. Yeah, well, absolutely. It, it's almost like um, you know, if you're focused on serving, then money is almost like a byproduct. Because if you're constantly thinking about how you can add value, then people will start finding you. You know, and then obviously there's you can't do it for free. And you have to start, you know, thinking about pricing and everything in terms of the, you know, just doing stuff in a business sort of way. But there's a lot of ways that just serving people is probably just the easiest way to look at any sort of business, I think. You know, if you're customer or client focused and that's what fulfills you, then it's just going to come as a byproduct. Whereas I think if you're trying to, if money is the motivator, it makes it a lot harder to think about how you can add value to people when you're constantly thinking about your opportunity costs. Yeah. You, you say that your, your clients do have some interesting stories. What kind of people do you work with? It, it's really, um, there's a lot of different ones. I mean, like at the moment I'm working with um, a guy that's, releasing an Airbnb rental course. I mean, I've, and I've got another lady on the other hand that's like empowering women um, and another lady that's um, how to like help mums organise themselves better. So it's, it's, a, it's a massive range just because of, you know, anyone, any coach or consultant can release a course to add to their services and everything like that. So really it's like I, I can sort of help anyone in that way which makes it a lot easier to um to hear some interesting stories i think but essentially over all of these people the grassroots elements are the same yeah yeah exactly i mean like it's business is sort of like that in a way like there's really only if you simplify everything down and you know, it's just like what are the steps that people need to take to get to a certain level? And whether you do that, you know, coaches and consultants, that's what they do. They're helping people, you know, achieve a result, whether it's a personal or whether it's like an internal or an external result. There's steps that need to be taken to get there. So I think, you know, whether the course is something that someone 
does to set them up for one-to-one coaching or whether it's a course that goes along with coaching so that they can focus more on the implementation of what they're teaching rather than teaching on the calls. Um, so, yeah, it really, it, it serves any of them. Yeah. So now coming through this journey of gambling and coming out of gambling in a successful way, what would you say to somebody who is still in that position, they might be gambling and not doing so well? I think just the biggest thing is probably looking at where you can shift what you're doing into something else. Because for a lot of them, it is like there's so much analysing of it that like you could apply the same the same skills into something else where i mean stocks is probably the easiest one for people to go from like you know if you're analyzing horses all day and you could do exactly the same with shares and like stocks but it's not a you're sort of getting out of this world where you're serving the betting company and you're coming into like, you know, investing, which, you know, a lot of the time is, doesn't really have a lot of downside unless you're taking heaps of risks. So it's kind of like starting to look at like, you know, and that's one of the routes that you can go. I, I think that was the biggest transition for me was how can I take this stuff and apply it somewhere because Otherwise, there is always going to be that thought about, well, what was all of this for? Or what, like, did I waste my time? And I think you have to try and think about how can I not make that a waste of time? How can I apply what I have? So I think firstly, doing an internal look at yourself and really looking at what your skills and everything are and looking, not seeing it as, this was a failure and looking at, well, what did I learn from a really interpersonal level? What did you learn about yourself during that time? I I think, I think how much I am focused on strategy, you know, and and that probably actually hurt me a little bit in some of the poker games because you're trying to think, you know, maybe four moves ahead and someone isn't, you know, it, you make it more complicated than it is. But um, in terms of planning stuff out and strategizing, like I, I really found that out about myself and really, you know, I, I probably developed it a lot as well through that. And that's really served me well in my business, being able to look ahead and sort of think, well, this is what everyone else is doing. So how am I going to react? And what is my plan going forward if all of these things go well? Like that, if, if I was in a game, that's exactly the same thing that I'd be doing. So really it was just thinking about how I applied it outside of that. It's really beautiful. I wouldn't have thought about how gambling could transition so well into business, but it makes so much sense 
when you when you think about it. Yeah. It really does. It's just, I mean, you're handling risk and you're, you know, you're making investments. You know, I don't like to say that because it's kind of like, um, you know, putting gambling up on a pedestal, but like it is essentially what you're thinking about doing. And that's all I suppose business comes down to is thinking about like what kind of investments can I make in myself or the business to improve it. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. It's a really interesting one. And um, I hope that anyone out there can be really inspired to make positive changes. Um, if they want to reach you and take a look at what you're doing, where can, where can people find you? Um, you can find my Facebook, Joe Neal. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, or you can go on my website, bespokesuitedmarketing.com, any of those. I'll, I'll link them in the show notes. Easy. All right. Thank, thank you very much for having me. So much. Please share this story with anyone you feel may benefit from hearing it. Or if you or someone you know have your own story to share, feel free to drop me an email at m at mnedwards.media.